Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Hey, welcome to episode 60 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week. My name is Jake Jude, and I am joined by my wicked co-hosts, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? Who is yet again on the road. God knows where, though. Tyler, where are you? And, and, what's the weather like? I am back in Victoria, and uh, the weather is cloudy. It is very cloudy right now. Okay. How's the so. temperature? <laughs> I want to the degree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to the degree? I, I will give you to the degree. Let's pull up the weather. To, to one decimal place, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this better be exact. Yeah. Our, our oh. listeners rely on us for two-day-old weather reports. Exactly. For, for the island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just want to know if it's t-shirt weather. I want to know way more. Yeah. It is 16 degrees and cloudy as can be right now. Well, that's similar to over here. Yeah. Uh, it <laughs> got pretty warm here today. It got yeah. up to like 25 today. Yeah. It was warm. In some places. I was sweating. Yep. Uh, we sweating. We're citing uh, global news. So, uh, you know. Oh, okay. For all of your old weather news. Yeah. <laughs> From the island. Exactly. And for the rest of your old news, let's get into some of it. Yeah. But first, Marcus, would you please give us our fake sponsor? Okay, well, just to remind our listeners, the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Amber Heard. Much like Kale McCarr, Amber Heard was way offside. <laughs> Amber Heard, an embarrassment to women everywhere. <laughs> Hell yeah, Dep one. Yeah, no, that's what we'll get. We'll get to the hockey in a second. But yeah, that that right. feels good. It feels so good. Yeah, I, I, I got a question here. So okay. you referred to that goal as offside. I did. I disagree. Yeah, it was onside. OK, but we're talking about Amber Heard first. We'll get to the hockey <laughs> okay. in a minute. OK, 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 because I want to I want to keep the topic on this bitch for a second. Yeah, because I just think it's wicked that like the, the, the system proved that she was nuts. Yeah. And that every, well, not everything, but a lot of what she said was just to ruin his reputation. Exactly. And and here we are, and he proved that she's nuts. I, I think the best thing that they had that just like, it made the whole case just about unwinnable for her was they played an audio of her in the, in the courtroom, like an audio recording someone had taken from mm -hmm. somewhere else uh, of her saying to Johnny Depp, take me to court as a man for defamation over sexual assault, yeah. you cannot win that. Yeah. And they had a recording of her telling him that yeah. this is an unwinnable case for you in the climate that we're yeah. in right now. Yeah. And so that, that was just, it, it was, it was kind of bittersweet because as much as I'm happy it worked out the way it did, it sucks that that's just one more thing to anyone who has a legitimate claim that they mm -hmm. make in course that they just point at her and go, ah, she could just want to ruin his reputation. We've seen it before. Yeah. You know, it sucks. It sucks that that's kind of a, a side thing that's come out of this that I, I it's too bad. Oh, yeah. This isn't a good story by any means. There's definitely, no. you know, blame on both sides for sure. Yeah. But if you boil it down to just the result, I think it's largely positive. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to uh, more of why we're here. Right. He was onside. No. I mean, incredibly. No. Absolute bullshit. Really? Yeah. 
Total 100%. I've said this before. The NHL is rigged in favor of American teams. This, did you not? Did you not watch the play? I watched the play. I listened to Friedman do. Uh, I texted this guy, and he thinks <laughs> I'm right. No, I don't care. That's what he sounds like, by the way. No, no, he. Yeah, the Department of Player Safety. Was a- yeah, the Department <laughs> of Player Safety can suck my cock. That, that was, and also, they have nothing to do with offside. <laughs> don't your grandparents listen to this, Marcus? Well, they, not after today. They don't. <laughs> yeah, not today's episode. No. Uh, no, that, that just made me upset. That was in my mind, a very clear play that they had to do some serious finagling to try to validate calling it a goal. I agree with Freed. No, I don't. Uh, I'm on team Freed here too. That's uh, that is a good goal. And I, I just don't know how you can see otherwise. He He did not touch the puck. Yeah, like if you break it down, but he to, was in control of it. He was stick handling it. If you go frame by frame, he was not in control of the puck. It was in front of him. No, 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 no. you can't be in control of the puck when it's in front of you. No, this isn't lacrosse. The ball doesn't sit in the mesh well, of your lac- stick. No, it's it's on the blade of his stick. It's not yes, on the blade. there's about a half millisecond it's where it's blade. off. <laughs> But, but no. that's when the guy was offside. He did not touch the puck. But he was in offside. control of it. He was in control. What? What's? What's the? Even though, <laughs> stop laughing at me. I'm making a good point. Even though you're, you're right, technically, technically, just stop there. You said I'm right. Just stop. No, he, technically, he wasn't making contact with the stick and the puck at that exact second. He was in 100% full control of the puck. No goal. I totally disagree. How? Because he wasn't touching the puck. Yeah, because half the time you're stick handling, you're not touching. That's like saying a basketball player is not in control of the ball while he's bouncing it. He's not. He's not. He's not. Yes, he is. Marcus. Yes. That's ridiculous. No, it isn't. Defend yourself then. I don't... If you're dribbling the ball, yes. you're telling me that that probably means 85% of the time you're dribbling the ball. You're not in control of it. Yes. No, that's like saying walking is just falling and catching yourself again. It is. You're saying, no, you're not falling. You're walking. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't put your other foot down, you're going to fall flat on your face. Yeah, but you will because you're walking. You're not falling. <laughs> he wasn't giving up possession of the puck. He was stick handling it. Well, he could be baiting them to, to, to try to poke it away. He wasn't baiting. He was stick handling. He was skating for in a straight line forward with the puck at the net. You think he just went, ah, this looks like a good time to give the puck up. Wait, I changed my mind. I'm taking it back. No. Absolute malarkey. <laughs> malarkey. All right. You, you, in an episode where you said, suck my cock, you can't say bullshit. <laughs> if the refs are going to be inconsistent, so will I. <laughs> <laughs> but not okay maybe the refs whatever th- they didn't see it at the time but they also went upstairs yeah and the yeah, video room in the video room in toronto canada right that who, it was a good goal who who are they employed by are they employed by the city of toronto no, <laughs> no it's batman he tells them what to do they know what the agenda dude, is. dude this is some conspiracy level shit I've, I've talked about the conspiracy before and i'm right <laughs> Speaking of conspiracies, why is BX not on the panel anymore? And who's this weird guy that kind of looks like him that they brought in? I don't like this guy at all. 
Have you seen him? Yeah, I know who you're talking. His name's uh, Justin. I don't care what his name is. He, he's weird, and I don't get why they got rid yeah. of Bieksa. Yeah, he's I think, a reporter. I think Bieksa was going to out the truth, and so they canned him. Yeah, I think you, that's you. You had to know Bieksa has a shelf life. Like a guy BX. like that who has free willed as that. Like he's going to have a date where they go, "You're out." Yeah, but like it's because he would have agreed with me. That's why. He was prepared to look at Friedman and say, you're an idiot. I don't care who you just texted. That was that was not a goal. Offside, no goal. Bieksa started talking about the wrong betting website one time. So I think that's why I got I remember care. that, actually. Wait, that was what? funny. Yeah, they, he said a thing like um, uh, they were talking about like odds or something. Yeah. He was like, oh, take it to bet99.com or whatever our sponsor yeah, is and then SN both bets. of the other guys said yeah it's sn bets and then one of them even made a joke they're like well this has been B- kevin bx's final final time really? on the- they made a joke about it but then he was on like way after that like oh, they kept okay. they- it's not like that was his actual last time yeah but it was pretty funny though that he named the wrong betting site yeah. <laughs> and like referred people to it and then ron mcclain and i think think it was Friedman both of them at the same time when SN bets yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah anyway glad we're all in agreements now no goal um <laughs> you know what it, that that's a poll we got to throw a poll up we got to see what people think because like I, I, I'm pretty steadfast you already know what people it, think I'm a man of the people I've, no, I've brought their opinion to the table <laughs> no you're you're not a man of the people you're a man barely no. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that you're a person <laughs> great anyway, oh, it is pride month speaking uh, of <laughs> speaking of a person <laughs> just do the canucks news yeah, okay all right that's been a bit delayed uh, hasn't it yeah fuck this is the longest we've gone without getting into the canucks probably news, yeah we're at like we're at solid few minutes here not a word of the canucks a, yet i think that's the longest Marcus has ever talked about Kale McCarr. Yeah, explaining why his goal shouldn't have been a goal or is a point. He got a point. Shouldn't have counted. Yeah, in the third round of the playoffs. Yeah, he got carried there. What do you want me to say? Uh, Well, no, he had to play against two teams that were playing their backup goalies for the majority, if not all, of the And now the first starting goalie they're playing is Mike Smith. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a backup goalie on any other team. What a joke. The Western Conference in the playoffs this year has just been a complete and utter joke. I know. And it's all been goaltending. It's, well, that's all it ever is. Wake yeah. up, right? Like, yeah. well, it's crazy that you have this goaltending battle in the East, and you have just dog <laughs> shit goaltending well, in the West. You know what, though? Like after Game One of the Tampa New York series, which we'll get into later as well, you could convince me that there's not really much of a battle going on there either. Well, it's yeah. I, that that's not normal from Vasilevsky, but we we will get to all that. Yeah. But I do need to bring up the Canucks news. First. That you do. So, Marcus, uh, would you please get into the wealth of Canucks news in which I'm sure we have? Yeah. Well, it's actually, uh, yeah. Um, put it this way: our top story tonight involves Michael Furlan. So that tells you about how much oh. news we have this week. Well, there's some the Travis Green news. Uh, yeah, but that's not really Canucks. We'll get to that at the end, maybe. We'll get okay. to that at the all end. Right. Yeah. Uh, relax, Canucks fans. He's not coming back here. Just, <laughs> man, you you can't crazy. scare them Thank like God. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how quickly people turned on him. Yeah, well, I I did. Yeah. I'll admit that. Like it t- it took me a long time. I defended him for a long time. He made me look like an idiot, man. Do you think he's I like- was I was never on his team. Yeah, no, you yeah. weren't. You you weren't. That's that's right. You I'd say him. I was somewhere in between you guys. I turned on him a lot sooner than Marcus did. But do you think he's like one of, if not the most hated Canucks coach of all time? Mike Keenan. 
Really? Willie Desjardins. People hate Desjardins. He was here for a year. He was here for three years. Really? Yeah. They, he was here the uh, when they went to the playoffs in 2015. Yeah. Uh, then the next two years when they bottomed out, he was here. Okay. When was Torts here? Uh, the year they missed the playoffs in 2014. Right oh. before. He was here for only one year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we've had some great coaching. Yeah. But so you think Mike Keenan, when was he here? Uh, when Messier was here. Ah. Yeah. So that's less Keenan and probably more Messier. Oh, it was a fair bit of both. You think so? Yeah. Apparently, Keenan was more the reason that uh, Trevor Linden got traded. Mm. When Messier came in, they made him the captain and they made or, uh, Trevor Linden the alternate. Like they basically demoted him. Yeah. And then at one point during some game, Linden got up in the middle of the. Uh, in between periods or something to give a bit of a pep talk and Keenan just shut him down and said, this is not your team. You do not address this team. They shipped them out within the week. Whoa. Yeah. So at least for me, he's the most hated. And I think most Canucks fans over the age of 30, he yeah. would be the most hated. Yeah, I, was, I can remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, back to, to the, the Canucks news. The, Canucks news, the very 20 relevant, years, 20 years more relevant than Mike Keenan. <laughs> Um, oh, hold on. We, we <laughs> yeah. have to pause. Yeah. Yeah. We have an emergency yeah, at Victoria. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. they, they found Tyler. Yeah, Tyler's in a rough area. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't rough. Then he went there. Now it's a rough yeah, area. Yeah. Tyler's hiding out in a bunker. Yeah. And finally, they found him. He's tripled the crime rates wherever he is. <laughs> no comment. He goes out at night dressed as Twisted Tyler. <laughs> he's like fucking he's Batman. <laughs> He's terrorizing the village. I, I got to protect my city, all right? <laughs> or, or terrorize it. Uh, Some people look at a, it either way. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a thin line. It's a thin line. Now to the Canucks news. <laughs> yeah, 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 everyone's favorite modern Canuck. Modern day Canucks news. Yeah, well, kind of modern day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it involves Michael Furland and Gino Ojic. Okay, so not modern at all. No, no. Um... So the top story here that I've got is Michael Furland apparently reached out to Gino Ojic uh, about returning. Okay. Uh, my face is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, Furland, everyone knows he's been dealing with some health and con mostly concussion-related issues. Uh, but it said he misses the game and he does want to come back. And so he reached out to Gino Ojic to basically talk about it because Ojic is someone who is kind of well-known to have played through some health issues and kind of towards the end of his career was like, ah, you know, should he be playing? Mm -hmm. Is this like right? And so Ferlin basically went to ask him like, look, you're, you're someone who went through this and you decided to keep playing when some people said you shouldn't. You know, what, what do you think? Uh, Gino basically said point blank, evaluate the quality of your life walk away just said that if you return it's only going to get worse yeah and so that that was the point blank advice that he gave him was you, you step away while you can mm -hmm. enjoy your time with your family your kids uh it, it only gets shorter the longer you play basically mm -hmm. that's interesting news a lot of the a lot of the older guys you would think they would just kind of like oh yeah suck it up you're fine just go out there throw some bombs in the first game, drop you know, the mitts, that, you know. That, that seems yeah, like from what, a different time, right? Like, for them, a lot of them watch the game now, and they go, oh, these pussies are not, you know, not yeah, like well, the olden days. But it, so for me, it, like, I agree. It's really interesting to hear Gino Ojic have that really mature perspective on it. 
To me, it, it doesn't surprise me as much because that's what those guys say in interviews or when they're on podcasts, right? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, suck it up, do what you got to do type of thing. Mm -hmm. This is a person coming to you asking, look, I, I'm, I'm you 40 years ago, mm -hmm. right? What would you do if you could do it all over again? Would you, would you do it differently? And Ojik basically said, yeah. You know, I, I should have quit a bit earlier. I could have had a much better life after the game had I just left a couple years earlier, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I respect that. I, I think that was a very honest answer. And again, he, he's someone who's been there, right? He knows what happens to your life after the game or, or what can happen mm -hmm. if, if you play after you shouldn't. I just feel so bad for Furlan because it took him so long to get to the NHL. And then once he was there, he only played like realistically he only had like five years where he was really in the league you know a part of the battles yeah and you know split across obviously calgary and carolina and then when he got to vancouver he really you know didn't contribute that much before the injury problems started getting to him yeah he, so. he, he wasn't bad but you're right he wasn't the impact player he used to be and then yeah concussions they just catch up to you do you know if that i think that deal he signed was what four years uh i don't even think it was that long i think it was three yeah so yeah. he's, it's got to be up then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, though, he obviously he's been on LTIR, so he yeah. hasn't counted against our cap situation. Yeah. Uh, n not that that's the, the focus of the story or anything. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, he's, um, it, it sounds like he has not actually said yet, but his agent has even spoken out since that interview that where Ojik was talking about that mm -hmm. uh, and has basically said that Furlan will not return to hockey. Yeah. Uh, Furland himself hasn't confirmed that, but his agent has. So that kind of, that, that says a lot to me. Uh, moving right along, uh, one other piece of news that I thought is interesting. Um, the Vancouver Canucks are making an offer to JT Miller. It sounds like it's in the works. It should be delivered within the next day or two. Ooh, okay. However, it sounds like this is an offer simply to say they've made an offer. They do not expect him to accept it. It's probably going to be a fair bit below market value. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell him, look, if you stay here, this is what we are willing to pay you. Mm -hmm. But make no mistake, we have to build a team around you. And if you will not take this money, you will be playing somewhere else come October. Gotcha. Six by six. If he signs a six by six, I will shit my pants. <laughs> That that would honestly, I I don't know if I could ever be more excited about a six by six than if it was J T Miller. <laughs> I guarantee you, however excited you would be, Tyler would be about hundred <laughs> times more excited. <laughs> He'd fly home <laughs> like now <laughs> just to get a tattoo of J T Miller's six by six <laughs> on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I'd I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, so that, that's kind of the, the insight right now is that yeah. they're, they're going to make him an offer. It sounds like it won't be very high, but they, they're going to offer him everything they can. Yeah. They're going to say, this is what we are willing to do to keep you. If this is good enough, we'd love to have you. But if it's not good enough, we're, we're sorry that this is where the, the road ends for us. I think that the, the trade offers for JT Miller are going to be pretty decent in the off season. Um, given how some things shake out in the playoffs, uh, we'll see uh, who wins. If it's a team with plenty of offense, then we'll see that value of JT Miller go up. If it's a team that doesn't have as much offense, uh, then maybe people won't be relying on on 
players like JT Miller as much. So I think what happens in the playoffs is going to impact his trade value. Uh, and that might impact whether or not they reconsider they should offer him more or whether they should move him for less. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the playoffs so that we can get a better idea of what's going to happen with Miller this summer. Ultimately, though, I think the odds of him sticking around are, just like you mentioned, very low. And that they are just offering him something so they can say that they did and they tried. But, I mean, come on. We all know that, you know, JT Miller is not going to sign a contract um, unless it is pretty lucrative. So, Honestly, I think the Avalanche should have should have went in on Miller when they had the chance and it should have been some sort of deal that involved uh new hook Byram and something like that maybe even a draft pick but th- they should have shipped those guys out for a chance to win the cup well I mean it looks like they may not even need to have um I mean obviously their team's rolling but like we've talked about uh the refs and uh the goaltending situation has been their biggest help so that's why I said like if they don't win it this year and a team like Edmonton does, first of all, what the fuck? Secondly, uh, then yeah, they're probably going to go out and look for more offense. Jake, how would you feel about this? Bowen Byram, Alex Newhook, a first and a second. No, no, there's a catch for here. Lainey no, no. and Marinsky. <laughs> Yes, we're trading JT Miller for those pieces, <laughs> then trading those pieces. It's a three-way trade. Those are going to Columbus for Warinsky, Line A. And who who is the other guy you always want to bring here? I think that's, I think that's it. I thought there was one other guy you was always Roslovic? bring up. Roslovic? Yeah, Roslovic. That's the other guy you always bring up. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, but no, this, this is a little more serious. This is UC Soros, Ekholm, <laughs> <laughs> and a fourth. Whoa. Hold on. You know what? This off season, no. Next off season, probably. I just want to remind you: every off season that happens, UC Soros gets a little less valuable, and those pieces get a little more valuable. That's also why I said yes. Oh, I see. Okay, you think it'll be also, more even? Ekholm and Soros both have wicked contracts. That's true. Both of them have good contracts. Uh, the thing is, though, is like I don't think Poyle wants to. Well, Jesus, I can't believe we ever talk about this, but I don't think he would ever trade Soros unless he felt like Askarov was immediately ready. Yeah. And I think that is at least two years away because Askarov has to start in the minors. He has to back up in the NHL. He has to like earn that spot. And then that that's when, so that's when I could see Boyle going, okay, I have two starters, send out Soros. Yeah. That's um, why you start the rebuild now. Okay, who's so the goalie Askarov, in Nashville so when, if you move Soros? No, but so when Askarov's ready, then he just steps in, and then they can build up, get some good picks, start trading some people, and build up these young players. You Tyler, Tyler we, but we both know that doesn't work with goalies. Look at Carter Hart. Like, that, that, kid's, that kid should have had at least a year, maybe even two or three in the minors before he came up to start. Yeah. Right? Well, like, I'm, not saying, you can't, I'm not saying Askarov to come up right away. I'm saying Ingram to get the net. Ingram can't start in the NHL. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, who cares about his development? Just ruin him for a couple of years. So you think wow. we should just tank? Like, tank his career. Tank yeah. the team. 
and then develop Askarov, get all these picks. Get Bedard. Get Bedard while you're tanking. (laughs) Yeah. Build these young players up. The keystone piece can't be tank for a generational player, which everyone else in the bottom of the league is already doing. And then you bring in Askarov when he's ready, and then your team's already ready to compete for a cup. I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I mean, like, also... This is this is kind of the the piece that kind of is the nail the last nail in the coffin. They're division rivals, right? So like, yeah, that, like that's, that's just not happening. Um, but if I was able to to look at it from outside of that perspective too, I would still say no. So you know, it, it, it also like if you're trading UC Soros anywhere, it has to be cross conference. Like you're trading him to Toronto, right? You're trading him yeah. to, um, what's another team that's good with a bad goalie, uh, Carolina, right? Like you're, yeah. you're trading him to a team as far away as you can get him Cause he's a Vesna, maybe in a few weeks winning goalie. <laughs> uh, dude, he, I'm, I can, I can hope. All right. It's a Let race me be optimistic. For, it's a race for second place, man. Well, not really. I don't think Mark's, ah. I, you think Markstrom's would be considered second over Saros. I don't think so. My point is neither of them are first. All right, whatever. If, if At least looking, they got nominated. Okay. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. If you're not nominated, you're definitely last. Okay. If you're nominated, you're at least third. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got to do that fucking bet, or what was it, uh, punishment for you. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Dude, you're going to end up it's, with two probably, punishments. Yeah. I mean, we don't know that. We don't know that, I don't think. If, Who do you have left in your bracket? My bracket looks pretty good. Yeah, I think Tyler's going to win, but we we don't play for a prize. We play for a punishment. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I have Colorado, which is good. Yeah, but they you have them losing to the Flames in this series, so you can't get any points here anyway. That's a good point. Um, I have New York. Losing to Florida. Yes. So you can't get any more points. You're maxed out on points. That is correct, yes. Yeah, I think I mathematically lose. At least, yeah. It's too bad, too, because my first round was almost perfect. I had one wrong. I had one wrong. That was it. Imagine the second round, round. The second round, I went one for three. Yikes. Or sorry, no, no, I, I went I, two for four. I went two for four. I think I mathematically at least tie for first. Okay, so Marcus at nine points. Okay, so I, I've, I've lost the 2022 Vancouver Boys Bracket Challenge. Yeah. I've lost. And you lost the... the and, and Demko didn't Dem- get nominated for the Vesna, so I, I lost that as well. <laughs> when are we going to do the punishments? I don't know. I we, We'll do them later. We'll do them another time. Let's do them right now. No. <laughs> um. Sorry, all right. Back, back to Canucks news and off of that topic. Um, <laughs> and and I, I'll admit, I'm, I'm cramming... I'm not going to forget. If you're banking on me forgetting, it's not happening. Okay. Anyway, I am cramming this one thing into Canucks news because even though it's not really Canucks news, I'm going to make it Canucks news because I feel like it. This is my segment. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Jason Spezza retires after 19 years of hockey. (laughs) Legendary Just wait. I told you it's not. Just wait a minute. We'll, We'll get there. But great career, right? Yeah. Pretty respectable. Yep, all those cups. Yeah. Yep. Well, (laughs) you're right. No, so no cups. Would you say he's Hall of Fame worthy? Yes. No. Okay. Um, I'll admit I'm kind of almost indifferent. Like I could see him falling on the edge, or he could go either way. Um, this just this reminded me of when the Sedins retired. 
because there was a surprisingly big army of people uh, screaming and yelling that they are not Hall of Famers. They should not be in the Hall of Fame. They didn't win a cup. They they weren't there. They couldn't do it. They couldn't get the job done. All, all these, you know, uh, quotes. Um, looking into a lot of them, I found out they were primarily Eastern hockey fans. I'm trying to sugarcoat that a lot of them were Leafs fans. That was a big... <laughs> a lot of Leafs fans believed that they should not be in the Hall of Fame. That they, they just weren't good enough. And I always talk about how, you know, the media just didn't talk about them enough and how they weren't, you know, celebrated enough while they were playing. Uh, largely because they played in the West and in Vancouver, which is not talked about in the media enough. And they're to date not in the Hall of Fame, right? They are not, no. But they have many, many uh, chances on the ballot to get in. Have I they believe. been on the ballot yet? Uh, I don't think so yeah but like who who do they just in, like they're inducting people now that retired like 10 years ago yeah like, like chris pronger was a couple of years ago yeah exactly like it you know it, it works a little funny but I, I just the reason i bring this up is because so many leafs fans now are uh totally behind spezza getting into the hall of fame because he you know he finished his career they there he's a toronto yeah. guy um Here's a list of his NHL achievements or awards. He made the All-Star Game in 2008 and 2012. That's it? He, he was in the... Yes, those are the only two All-Star Games he was in. Wow. And that is the end of the list. He has not won anything at the NHL awards. He's never won a cup. Th those are... That's it. When you look at his like non on ice stats and awards and achievements, he has he played in two All Star games. Wow! Yeah, and the, Hall the, of Fame worthy, if you ask me. The, this is a guy that again, most Leafs fans are saying should be in the Hall of Fame, no question. Now, here are the two people who they said should not be in: uh, gold and silver medals in the Olympics, uh, two All Star games each. An Art Ross, a Ted Lindsay, a King Clancy, another Art Ross, another King Clancy, and a Hart. Daniel and the Hart? Yep, Hart Memorial Trophy 2010. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, to me, my standard for what a guy deserves to get into the Hall of Fame is pretty high. Okay. But I know that that's not realistic. Well, what what's your standard? I think, I don't know. It's it's hard to like give you a metric, but I think that the Sedins are kind of like right on the threshold of whether they should or shouldn't be in. Okay. And I think Spezza definitely slots in below them. Well, yeah. In, in just about every category, you're you're right. He He yeah. did not finish anywhere near where they did. For me, it's like you either need to have won an overwhelming amount of cups or an overwhelming amount of awards. So, like, so if it were up to you, the Hall of Fame would be quite thinned out compared to what yes. it is now. Yeah, because I I think they induct too many players to the point where it's like, kind of like I don't know. It's just it's just too much. The 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 honor becomes a little bit less prestigious with the more people you induct. Yeah, that's you, true. It, it thins out the meaning. You know how you can guarantee yourself a spot in the Hall of Fame. Play for the Leafs? No, nah, just pass away. Oh, Jesus, Tyler. <laughs> Kill yourself. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant. But, oh, man. That's, 
Okay, ignoring that. <laughs> Jake, wait, no, no. I mean, Tyler, you kind of have to get. Please give me some sort of context and what you mean by that. No, I think I think I get it. A lot of people who pass away just kind of get shoved into the Hall of Fame after they've passed. Jesus. Okay. It is funny how often that happens. Like guys that retired like 30, 40 years ago yeah. will pass away and then suddenly they're in the Hall of Fame. It is kind of weird how that happens. Oh, well. I'm assuming that's what you meant. Yep. Case closed. Okay. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say agreed. <laughs> I just said I, I, I get it happens. Yeah. Um, my question to you, though, Jake, so overwhelming amount of cups or what was the other thing? And banners, as many banners. Fuck as shut up, <laughs> <laughs> How many statues have they built of you outside Bridgestone Arena? That's the metric. Hey, if you try to tell me Pekka Rene doesn't deserve to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame, how many cups does he have there, Mister? He has the, to have the same an amount as the Sedins. Okay. <laughs> but how many awards does he have? Uh, he, does he have a? I don't even know. I think he has a Vesna. He, he has does to not have a Vesna. Does he not? I think he won the Vesna one year. He has one award though. No, yeah, he definitely has a Vesna. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm like ninety nine percent sure he has a Vesna. Um, he has a Eastern Conference champ or sorry Western Conference championship banner. He has a President's <laughs> Trophy banner. He has a Central Division banner. So um, it actually is about how many banners they've raised. Yeah, I'm just making the joke. Okay. Um, no, but like he, he. He's played a lot of games. I don't know. It's tough for me. Goalies is weird because, like, there's only 30 goal or 32 goalies at a time that are starters in the league. Yeah. Right? So it's like there's such a small population of them that anytime you have, like, like Roberto Luongo, right? Like, he's he d- probably deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Third most winningest goaltender in NHL exactly. history. Right? Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, a lot of people argue he should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure I'm, you are not one I of those people. I am adamantly <laughs> against that. But, um, you know, like, for me, it's like because there's such a small sample size, it makes sense why they would want to put so many more in there. So that's why I'd be like, yeah, I, I could see Pekka Rene in there. Okay. I could, I oh, could right. Also... He, did, he did win a Vezna, but he didn't yeah. actually earn it. What was it, like 2018? <laughs> was it 2018? Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. I know, right? Because like early in his career, Wait, dude was a he, brick he wall. won the Vesna, then retired like a year later. Uh, when did he retire? 2018, 2019. He was 35 yeah, when like he won the Vesna. Yeah. Wow. Well, because dude, Saros was just ready to take the crease. Yeah, I think, and Rene just didn't want to move, eh? Yeah, I, he just well, said that that's it. Yeah, Rene signed like a two year, $2 million deal to, to finish out his career. I think he retired when he was like 38. Man, goalies are weird. Yeah, they are weird. Yeah. Um, sorry that I sorry to get stuck on this though. You said an overwhelming amount of cups or an overwhelming amount of awards, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So where would you have Jerome McGinley then? Hall of Fame? It's tough. See, we could sit here and throw names around all like, yeah. all day. You know, it's it's tough. Because for me, it's like I said, there's no clear metric. Also, I don't know how many awards are Ginla won. I'll be yeah, honest. No, with you. I, I don't Off either. the top of my head, I, I don't know. I just know he didn't have a cup. Yeah. Right? right. And that's that so to me, that's a stupid metric to use. Yeah. Because you look at a Ginla and at every level of the game, he's been nothing but amazing, right? Yeah. He just was never on a team that was good enough. But for me also, then you got to kind of look at like his time in Calgary because once he left Calgary, he was pedestrian. Right? Yeah. Like, so for me, it's like, you know, also how, at how, how long do you have to be 
at a Hall of Fame level, or a Hall of Fame level, right? Like yeah. how long do you have to maintain that? Yeah, how long is your peak? Exactly, in order to deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, a, a lot of people forget that Todd Bertuzzi had like a 118-point year. Wow, yeah. But he had one. Yeah. His next highest was like 90, and he only hit that once. And then other than that, he was like a 60-point player at best. So it's weird, right? Like, and then you have guys like Ovechkin who are just like, he won one cup, barely, but like across his yeah, entire career. Yeah, like six career, rockets. Exactly. But like across his entire career, he's just been insane the whole time. Yeah. Right? Or does Bergeron get in because he's won the Selkie every year? Yeah. But like, and he has a cup. One, right? Like for me, one is like a lot of players win one cup. Yeah. Not, not all of them are getting in the Hall of Fame. So it's just yeah. like. Technically, it's, it's Derek tough. Pouliot has won a cup. Really? With who? The St. Louis Blues. He was on the roster when they won the cup? He didn't play a game, but he was he was also not in the AHL. He was in the press box. Yeah, well, Maroons won three straight. Yeah. He's going for a fourth, yeah. so stranger things have happened. He he's yeah. what, what did I just see? He's won like 14 playoff yeah. series in a row? I think it's like up to 17 now. Yeah, that, yeah. it's mental. We, we just lost Tyler. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, okay, so uh, we're wait, uh, wait. Tyler. We'll catch you up. We're we're just gonna throw it to a break now because we yeah. somehow did the Canucks news for forty minutes, and half of it was about Pecorine yeah. <laughs> and the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame. Hey, hey it was about St. Louis Blues too. Yeah, that's Tyler right. Tyler wasn't they here for it. Derek Pouliot and the St. Louis Blues. The fuck? <laughs> Wasn't it Del Zotto too? You guys have no, no, he yeah, was, yeah. He was in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Weird. Man was everywhere. He was in Nashville too. <laughs> Ottawa, Anaheim. Don't even try to do Del Zotto's career, man. It's oh, yeah. impossible. He's been everywhere. I all I really remember before the Canucks is he came from Philly. That's all I really remember. Yeah, New York. He's with the Rangers. Oh yeah, that's right, he, dude. He's been everywhere. Yeah, we're, we're like, not. Don't gonna, even yeah. try we're, to do Del Zotto. Yeah, we're already at forty minutes. We're not. We don't have time for Del Zotto. <laughs> Just the break. You know, Del Zotto's been on nine different teams. <laughs> why? Why did you just bring up Michael Del Zotto? Dude, what? <laughs> we're just talking about weird niche Canucks defensemen. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Who've won a cup with the Blues? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. There you go. Why, why? Why do you care so much about Michael Del Zotto? Oh no, I don't. We were just talking about him. So I was curious to know how many how many teams he played on. How many teams has he played on? Nine. It's you been nine. Nine. It is nine. Name okay. them in a in in. Okay, let's try. Let's try to name them in order. Okay. Oh, f- the New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, Vancouver Canucks, Vancouver Canucks. Tyler, are we on pace like so far? No. What? Okay. You're missing a team already. Like off the bat. Like his first he, team? He okay. He started in New York. Okay, and then he went to Philly. No, okay. no. I knew the Canucks got him from Philly. I know that that he went from Philly to Jake, Vancouver. This is very disappointing. Was it not Nashville? Is it? Yep. He went from New York to Nashville. Yep. Okay. So from, Where he had five oh yeah, he did with Hal games. Gill. Holy shit! That trade was like 2012. I remember that now. Okay. Yeah, that was nuts. He got traded for Hal Gill. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So New York, Nashville, Philadelphia, Vancouver, Vancouver, Ottawa. 
No, 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 no. Anaheim, right? Yep. Anaheim. Anaheim, then Ottawa. Wait, no, 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 it wasn't Ottawa. Was it? No. See, now I'm getting my Dills Autos and my Branson's mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know some of them. They played for a lot of the same teams. Exactly. But some different ones. Uh, no, he went from Anaheim. I think it, okay, so Tyler, it wasn't Ottawa then. It was, Ottawa was the last team he ever played for. Okay. Wait, how many are we at now? Five? He yeah, played right, for one, four teams two, between three, four. Oh, well, five. Uh, one of the, well, St. Louis. Yep, that's next. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. he went from Anaheim to St. Louis. Okay. But then after St. Louis, I don't know why I have this vague memory. Did he, was he at any point owned by the Golden Knights? No, he technically no. did after St. Louis went back to Anaheim. Oh, okay. Wait, are you counting that as a team? Like a no. next, a different team? No, I'm no, I'm not counting that as. A okay, team. so that doesn't count towards the nine that he played for them twice. Okay, how many are we at now? You've done six, and I lied. He only played for eight teams. Okay, so you were counting Anaheim twice. No, I was counting the AHL team that he's playing for right oh, now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna guess that. There's there's one more team before Ottawa that you guys probably will never get. One more before Ottawa. Also, I totally lied. It wasn't Hal Gill. It was Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein? No, Kevin Klein. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that trade was in uh, was in 2014. January 2014, it was Kevin Klein. I think that there was some trade involving Hal Gill and Kevin Klein then or something. Because I remember him being involved in that trade tree. Anyway. Wait, Tyler, the, the other team we're missing, is it like a bottom feeder team? No, they're kind of a middle-of-the-pack team. Okay, but not playoffs, though. The Buffalo Sabres? Buffalo Sabres not, are not middle-of-the-pack. Well, actually, they did they, kind they, of finish. They've there. snuck into the playoffs a few times over the over the last few years. Columbus? And I, I like to, yeah, I like to make lots of trades with this team. Columbus. So it is Columbus. I do not <laughs> remember him playing Columbus. For them at all. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Probably played two he games. Played 53 got, games. Oh, like half a season. That would be why we don't remember. And then Ottawa, and then went to a different team to play in the AHL. No, he just got sent down because he sucks. Oh, so it's Ottawa's farm system. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's uh, the. Oh fuck! It's they're also called the Senators, the Belleville. Yep. No. The oh, Bel really? Be Belleville Sen Senators? Yep. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was lots of fun. Wait, did we get all of them? Yeah, you, that's all of them. Can't believe you forgot Preds legend Michael Delzato. <laughs> What's going on in there, Jake? Honestly, man, like I just got obsessed with the whole Hal Gill thing because I thought for <laughs> sure, but no, I had to look it up. I was wrong. So the Hal Gill trade was in 2012, and it was. And did you know? Did you know? Blake Jeffrey on. So in between fucking, his stint with the Rangers. He went to the Swiss League? No. I don't think I did know that. Yeah, 2012. 2012-2013, he, he went to the Swiss League. And then it's he random. came back to the Rangers. Man, we, okay, I, I hate to, to break up the, the Del Zotto <laughs> talk, because I'm sure there will be more. But uh, like the talk on Del Zotto, we need to take a break, despite only covering the Canucks news so far. I'm so sorry. We will get to the rest of the show on the other half, but in order to pay the bills around here, yeah. we have to throw it to the fake sponsor one more time. This 
week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Amber Heard. Much like Kale McCarr, Amber Heard was way offside. Amber Heard, an embarrassment to women everywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Hey, welcome back to the second half of the Canucks news. <laughs> Dude, this is the most mental episode of this podcast. Yeah, our, our, uh, we didn't even talk about the docket. Like, man, this episode is no. just out the window. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we usually do in the first half? Uh, we did the weather, weather report. We That's did. Important. We got the weather report yeah. done. Uh, the goof good. of the week. We're gonna have to get to at some point. Oh man! Uh, but uh, let's just jump straight back into the Canucks news. Uh, Marcus, what is left to cover there? All right, sorry, man. I'll keep, I'll keep you all waiting for the goof for one more thing here. Uh, another ex Canuck, <laughs> who isn't even really an ex Canuck. <laughs> Travis Green back in the news. Uh. Again, Canucks fans, relax. It's not to do with us. <laughs> yeah, their blood pressure just spiked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, no, he is reportedly being interviewed by the Dallas Stars for their head coaching position. This has a lot of NHL fans going, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing quite like the resume of Travis Green taking a pretty well-built playoff team straight to the bottom of the standings and uh, basically ruining an entire year of one of the best rosters they've had in a long time. Yeah, I, I would like to say you're being harsh, but the Canucks, after he left, had the second best record in the Pacific Division and they missed the playoffs, right? They, there's not a lot of excuses you can really make for the guy. Mm-hmm. That, that's just simply he did not know how to coach this team. So then what the hell is going through the mind of the Dallas... Uh, I think it's Jim Nill. Is he the GM in Dallas? I think that's his name. Uh, what the hell's going through his mind in thinking, yeah, that's the guy we want to hire for this team? Especially considering his system isn't even all that strong. Even when his team is firing on all cylinders and playing well, it's not like his power play was anything exceptional. It's not like his his you know forecheck was anything exceptional. He didn't reinvent the wheel. He was just a run-of-the-mill standard defense-first coach that really doesn't bring it that much to uh, an NHL team, in, in my opinion, right? He doesn't bring anything to an NHL team other than losses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this man should ever have a coaching job again. I think he should pack up his things and go be a Walmart greeter. Whoa, that is pretty scathing wow. there, dude. Not even, like, Europe? <clears throat> no, God, no. Here's my well, thing. It, and Walmart. <laughs> You're really <laughs> hell-bent on that, eh? Absolutely. My thing, and look, I've, I've already admitted I defended Travis Green for too long. I totally did. I, I totally admit now that he he ruined at least one season of Canucks hockey, maybe two. Um, but I will say this. Is there something to be said for learning from your mistakes? Yeah, he made some catastrophic errors, but, you know... Is that almost a good thing? He knows what not to do. He knows exactly what doesn't work. Is there maybe something to be said for he's figured it out? I don't know. The thing for me is like I'm also looking at Dallas and going, okay, what do they need to be successful? They have a great young goalie. They have promising defense. Um, They need more offense. Is Travis Green going to all of a sudden spark 
an offensive flair in an aging Tyler Sagan and an even more rapidly aging Jamie Benn? I don't think so. Right and an even more rapidly aging Joe Pavelski. I was just gonna say Pavelski's there too. Yeah, like I just don't see him being the guy that's gonna put the pieces back together there and get them, get them back to the Cup final and and eventually. Isn't Radulov still there? No, he is not. He is. uh, He's headed off to the KHL next season. Glad you brought that up. He just signed a deal last week. Yeah. Oh snap! He's at now actually the highest paid player in the continental hockey league that's right i saw that i didn't actually see what the contract was but yes i did see he was the highest paid which to me is just like that's that's stupid he's gonna be super old in terms of you know average age in the cage you'd think there'd be better players over there well yeah of course right i mean yeah and for for whatever reason they're throwing a bunch of money at radulov i I don't get it but we'll let the Goofs. the Moscow Boys podcast cover that. Let's <laughs> 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 yeah. come to Moscow. No, no, not no. doing that. No, <laughs> no. Tread <laughs> Shut lightly, that down my friend. Right now. <laughs> yeah. But he, here's what I w- <laughs> here here's what I'll say about Travis Green All though right. too is that maybe this <laughs> is speaking of Russia. Just hang on. <laughs> what what you. <laughs> Come on, get it out. Let's okay, what, what, what you said about how, you know, is he the guy to bring them to a cup finals or to, to help rebuild this team? Maybe that's the point of hiring him. He's not. He's the coach. <laughs> no, Every no, no, team's no. going to tank. No, I'm <laughs> not saying they're necessarily going to tank, but this is, they're going into an era where they're not expected to do anything. Am I wrong in saying that? No one's expecting the Dallas Stars in the next two to three years to be competing Man, for a they cup. They made the cup final two years ago. Like, right, it should. They're not be. that team anymore. They are not that team anymore. Who are they missing from that team? It, it's not about who they're missing in terms of like Ben Bishop. <laughs> yeah, Anton Kudobin. Like, well, they have Ottinger, who's arguably outplayed them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so what makes you think that they're no. closer to a rebuild than the Cup final? Okay, what if the Canucks right now had the Sedins and Burrows and BX and the whole core from 2011? That's a decade ago. I'm talking right. about two years. You're right. And two years removed from the Canucks being in the finals, they went to the they got eliminated in the first round, followed by swept in the first round, followed by missed the playoffs, followed by rebuild for the next millennium. No, they made it in 2015. It's so, right. <laughs> they made it in 2015, where they got knocked out by the Flames in the first round, just like <laughs> Dallas just did. Yeah, but they made it in seven. You're right. The Canucks only went to six. (laughs) There's the fundamental difference. Okay. Point being, they had a great team. They did great things. I don't see them getting back with this group. Like you said, they're all aging. I think this is the coach you bring in, not necessarily to tank, but he's the guy who when things don't work out, you fire him. You know? You're not bringing in a Claude Why Julian. Why can't I be that guy? Why can't they pay me a million bucks to make their team just tread water? <laughs> <laughs> you know the same thing. You don't expect anything. Well, Whatever. that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right? You win some, you lose some. Exactly. Whatever. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the part of the show where I go to find a story that involves a person, player, team, coach, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring it up with the guys, and we have a little chat about it. And this week... We're headed over to the UEFA Champions League. More footy. Soccer? Yes, sir. Because they just had the biggest soccer game of the year on Saturday last week. Between Liverpool and Real Madrid. Biggest game of the year. Okay. At work, 
there was tons of people who took the day off to watch this thing. Okay. Okay. One nothing. One nil. My bad. <laughs> One nil. Can you believe that? Like honestly, you have people all over the world taking time off to 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 watch this game, and it is one nothing nil an ab- an absolute snooze fest. I, I know I rip on soccer all the time on this podcast, but like I just don't understand how soccer can't adapt and realize that it's fucking boring. And if it weren't for the fact that like people just grow up with the sport and that's why they're fans of it, it's gonna die eventually. I'm glad you brought that up because I, as someone who played soccer my whole life, soccer is the next baseball. It is the next thing that's going to die. You know, baseball, it's declining and fast. They are desperate to keep fans in right now. They just overhauled the game to try to figure out how to keep people engaged. Exactly. And baseball may have made a huge mistake. Baseball, as if it's like a person. Uh, the MLB, made, who kind of sets the standard for baseball, may have made a huge mistake, which is they did it at a weird time where they're now turning off a lot of older people from the sport because of Mm -hmm. the changes they're making and younger people, they've already had so much of their lives where they haven't cared about baseball. Mm -hmm. So they've done this weird thing where they've kind of turned everyone off. And I soccer, I think soccer is always just going to be big enough just because of how big it is, Mm -hmm. but they need to start making changes for sure. They should start with full contact. I actually don't hate that idea. Not not that, full contact, but more contact. Well, that's what bubble soccer is. Not no, quite, no bubbles, man. I, like, no, I think, no gear, no nothing. Yeah, I think that like you know, you ever see those guys battle for the ball, like push each other? I yeah. think they should literally be able to push each other, like like get their hands out, get their arms out, push each other. Yeah, because then you have more like they're they're battling for the ball. You can put the ball in front of the net, and guys are actually battling for it, not just kicking it into the like into the stands to get it out of there. I don't know. Also, they should make the nets the nets bigger. How much big? It's gonna be the size of the Enfield. It already another. has the biggest net in professional sports by a wide margin. I mean, you could shrink the field and, then, and also no offside. Well, then you just have goal sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they should just shrink the field. The field is so big that the guys just go way out they, to the sides. They have and then leagues cross for that though. They have five on five soccer. That's already a thing. Yeah, but no one's going to huddle around a gym to watch soccer. Like, I think the the biggest... Well, it's the same size as a hockey rink, right? Uh, they they well, play in a board sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, it, it, it's not about a gym. It's not about the stadium. Yeah. It's about... But I think that's too much. I think, like, not even split the difference. A little bit bigger than that, you know? Maybe, okay. like... But it's just, like, for me, soccer is just... They, they bring the ball down the outside. They kick it to the middle. They lose it. They pass it out to the guys on the side. They bring it up the field. They kick it in the middle. They lose it. And then all of a sudden, no, sometimes someone scores. Yeah. It's, like, it's so repetitive. It's so obvious. It's all the same. And if they made the, the field just a little bit smaller, or they put, like a little bit of boarding up, like maybe like a few feet off the ground. So that way you can still kick it out of bounds, but you can like bank it. Yeah. You can like bank it and like, you can change the game a little bit. Yeah. It seems interesting to me, but then ne- they never have to, cause it's, you know, soccer's huge, but I just don't understand. Like it's so boring. It, it could get so much better. Yeah. Like they could make it really, really cool. Yeah. I you agree. Know? There's some unique elements there that make it intriguing, but like, unless you are, unless you have soccer in your blood, like you're not going to watch it and go, Oh shit. Like I want to follow Chelsea Milan, you know, like, I, I played soccer for 15 years. I've watched maybe 
four to five professional soccer games in my life. Yeah. Right? That says a lot. I've seen one. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and just for reference, you guys both grew up playing hockey. Yeah. How many guys on your hockey team didn't watch NHL hockey? Fuck zero. Not many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If yeah. you played it, you watched it. If you don't play it, you probably watch it if you're a Canadian. But soccer is like the opposite. If you play it, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I played soccer growing up my whole life too, and never, never would I have watched a soccer game. Yeah. yeah. But hear me. Okay, how about this? You said baseball's dying. You said soccer's dying. I did. Let's put them together. World champions. Kickball? kickball. California. Kick- <laughs> I like it. Full contact. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Anyway, uh, there you guys go. The biggest goof of the week. Just soccer again. I'm just so <laughs> sick of this sport. sport. of soccer. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, this is kind of the point where we would talk about uh, a little bit of a playoff update. Obviously, the third round just started, so we don't have much to talk about. We, we've seen one game um, from each series. Yeah, so right. We record on Wednesdays, so as of today, we have seen game one in each series. Um, let's start in the East, actually. A okay. bit of a surprise. New York beat Tampa 6-2. More surprisingly, Vasilevsky let in six goals in a single game. That that kid line is something else right now. Man, it, it's unreal. What the is it? They're all are, under 23? Yeah, and the boys are buzzing. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. For me, it's just like Carolina and Pittsburgh both had the chance to take this team out, and they just couldn't execute. Like, uh, you know, I think Pittsburgh had three chances. Carolina had two. Yeah. And, like, now that they're they're in it, I, I kept thinking it was those teams choking. But, you know, Tampa's a really strong team. Maybe it's that New York really just is that good. Which, I mean, like, I, in my bracket, I had them making the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But I've said for the last three weeks that after get round one, game one, I would have changed my bracket to Carolina beating them. I did not think that they would have had what it takes to make it this far. And now for them to beat Tampa Bay, I'm shocked. The one thing with Tampa is they did have nine days off. So, I mean, they could be a little rusty. The Rangers are coming off a high playing that game seven. And they get the home home ice advantage. So, mm-hmm. it, you could see a, a completely different Tampa team next game. Well, you're going to have to yeah. if they want to win. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I think you're going to see a different Vasilevsky for sure. Because oh, I don't know. Have you guys seen this guy's record after a playoff loss? Well, yeah, but it, I mean, it is ridiculous. It, it is. It is inhuman. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we'll see, but because 2019 happened, a lot of people forget. But 2019 yeah. happened. No, it did. You know, they can get in their heads. They can. They could. They could lose the series. I mean, they could get swept. You know, that's unlikely, but they could. Yeah. Um, at least as of today. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about the other one, uh, Edmonton and uh, Colorado. Yeah. That one, a lot more interesting. A lot more to talk about there. It's, well, it's the opposite. Exactly. There is no goaltending <laughs> in that one, like some of us predicted. Yeah. I mean, if you're a betting man, you should probably take the over in every single game. <laughs> the odds are each team is guaranteed at least four goals. There's, there's no pucks that are going to be stopped. Yeah, well, Kemper's they... hurt, and he's their number one, which he's not really a number one, like Jake's been saying. Yeah, I, I still like Kemper, but he definitely looks shaky, and then 
Pavel Francois or whatever, Francuz. however you pronounce Francouz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he couldn't stop a beach ball, so. Yeah, no, for, for me, it's just that, like, well, first of all, touching on the the Kemper situation, do you guys recall why he came out of the game? Uh, yeah, did he not take himself out because of blurry vision? Exactly. For me, I think that might have something to do with his round one injury when Johansson skated by the net and poked oh. him in the eye. If that's the case, massive alarm bells going off. Yeah. Because an injury like that, that impacts his vision, like, okay, first of all, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but like I have to touch back on, I hate injuries so much. I understand they're a part of the game and, you know, like obviously they're completely uncontrollable at times. Right. But like, man, they completely shift, you know, how a series uh, ends up, right? Like completely. And I would hate to see Colorado lose because of an injury. Um, and if Kemper is what the difference is between them winning and losing this series, yeah. if Francis takes the net, you know, I just, I don't want to see that. No, of course. No, no one does. No, yeah. no one. I don't think anyone watches a game. But I want to see them all. lose the series. It, right. Yeah, no, we're cheering against them, but we don't want injuries to be the reason they lose. We want them yeah. to lose because Edmonton is better. Yeah. Or I'm cheering them. for them. You're cheering for Colorado? Yeah, that's just because of his yes. bracket. He would be cheering for Edmonton if it weren't for his bracket. I nope. guarantee you mm -mm. that. Mm -mm. Whatever. Why? I don't believe you. Big, Why then? Big Colorado guy over here. You shut up. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But anyway. I yeah. got a Miko Rantanen jersey, and, and now I'm stuck with the team. Dude, you have a and Rantanen. And a Landeskog jersey. A Landeskog. He has a, a few more, actually, doesn't he? I thought it was just those two. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's other Colorado jerseys. Oh, we have more, but they're yeah. just blank. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Still, though. Yeah. Unreal. No, I, I don't have no signed Oilers jerseys, so if, if the Oilers want me to cheer for them... <clears throat> Send him a jersey. Yeah, send me yeah, hear that, McDavid? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you uh, want to win? <laughs> send me a jersey. Anyway, so, um, yeah, obviously the uh, the playoffs, we're going to be keeping a close eye, but not much to say after one game in, in the third round. No, but but the only thing we will say is that Colorado-Edmonton series, it doesn't matter why you watch it. Just watch it. Yes. Much like the Battle of Alberta. Exactly. Edmonton is proving to be a very interesting yeah. team to watch. Yeah. Um, just very briefly... Quick answers, Edmonton or Colorado, and then Tampa or New York. Go. Who we think or who we're cheering for? Who you think will make it to the final. Okay, uh, Edmonton, Colorado, I, I have to take Colorado. And New York, Tampa, I will take Tampa. Colorado Rangers, let's go. I'm going to do the opposite, Edmonton, Tampa. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, let's move along into the next segment, which the breakneck pace in the second half here because yeah, well, we, we have to. We, yeah, we got to get through we everything. We spent too much time talking about Michael Del Zotto in the first half. <laughs> exactly. So. Time for the elimination report. Uh, obviously, this week we saw the Calgary Flames get eliminated, and then in Game 7 we saw the Carolina Hurricanes get eliminated in surprising fashion to me. Surprised a little bit. Uh, I, I wasn't as surprised. I was surprised about the Flames. I was not as surprised about Carolina. That one was a toss-up for me. That one kind of could have gone either way. Okay, well, let's touch on the uh, the Carolina-New York series first. Okay. Uh, here's the, the big thing for me. Carolina was, I believe, 7-0 and on the road. No, 6-0 and on the road. and, and Or 6-0 and at home and 0-7 and on the road or something like that. Um, and for them to ultimately lose the series by losing their first game at home, yeah. I thought was just 
kind of perfect. Like they just showed that they could not win on the road, and that was exactly why they uh, they're no longer in the playoffs. See, I, I don't really agree with that take because you also look at their playoff run. They lost one game at home. You know, sure. You know what? You're right. They couldn't win on the road. You're not wrong. They didn't lose at home uh, except for one game. You know, that to me, that says just as much. So I, I, I don't say it's because they couldn't win on the road. They just got outplayed. I, I'm kind of on the same page as Jake here. I mean... If you want to win the Stanley Cup, you got to string together a couple road wins. You got to go into the other team's barn. You got to send a message. You you got to come home with a win. You, you know, can't just rely on, oh, don't worry, we're going to win all the home games because, like New York just showed, you can't. Well, I don't Eventually, think it was the game plan that they were going to lose every game on the road. <laughs> that wasn't a choice. It wasn't like Edmonton well, where they went, well, we're going to cross our fingers with Mike Smith and hope this works <laughs> out for the best. This wasn't a game plan. This wasn't something you could see coming. It just worked out that way, right? But anyway, I just I think that that actually says more about Carolina's fans than anything else. That it took them uh, for eight. It took them until their eighth home game, and that's from the maths guy. I counted all that. Yeah, well it, done. It took them. No need eight, to show your work. It took we, them. We got it. Eight tries to lose at home. You know that that says a lot about their fans in a relatively small fan base too. So good for them. Good for being passionate. Anyway, let's touch on the series that obviously uh, has garnered a lot more attention, especially for us, uh, the Calgary-Edmonton series, which, shockingly, um, we're going to have to go way back in in the archives. Uh, They won game one and then did not win another game. Yeah, that's... I don't think anyone saw that coming. You know, especially this kind of throws the whole home game, road game thing out the window... Calgary just couldn't get it done. They they fell apart. They completely fell apart. And I, I really don't think many people predicted this. Calgary was the over in that series by a wide margin. I think the difference was Calgary did not prepare themselves to handle McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, and Hyman. Right? Yeah. Like, they did not put together the defense necessarily necessary to stop that kind of offensive attack. And I think a lot of people are putting uh, an unnecessary amount of blame on Markstrom. Yes, Markstrom had a terrible series. That being said, I don't think it was fair to expect that much out of him. Um, You know, he's a phenomenal goalie, a Vesna candidate goalie, but he's not a literal brick wall. He's going to let in goals. And you have to give him the defensive support. You have to get the puck out of your own end. You have to keep guys out from in front of the net. You have to keep guys out from high danger chance opportunities, right? There were very few goals in that series that were were soft, right? Most of them were good backdoor one-timers, um, you know, cut-ins, shots from behind screens, uh, you know, bombs from the point that were completely uncontested, tip-ins, like shots that goalies really just have to play the percentages that Markstrom did and lost. And so in that series, I think more blame should fall on the defense than on Markstrom himself. See, unlike most people, I knew the Oilers were winning this series. I had it in my bracket. I knew it from the start. Calgary just, they're built big, but they were not built to contain the speed of the uh, the Oilers. They're, they're too slow. Yeah, I actually, I, I heard something along the same lines as what Tyler was just talking about. And it was that, Calgary didn't make any major changes to their lineup in the offseason. 
No, they didn't. And last season, they didn't even make the playoffs. So what is this euphoric moment that everyone was like, that's right, they're going to make it through. This is their year. Like, what happened that convinced people that that was going to happen other than they were in a terrible division? Well, they they won the division. Yeah, they won a terrible division. You're right. They brought in size, though. That's it. They brought in Coleman, Gabranson. To Foley later on. And Lewis. Like, they brought in big people that clearly could not keep up with Connor McDavid. I think the Toffoli trade was great. I, I talked about that a lot. But, uh, yeah, like, obviously, he was not nearly enough. Also, he didn't do enough. Um, no, well, n- none of Calgary's big gunners did, right? Kachuk didn't do that much. Goudreau didn't do that much. Or not what they were expected to, Yeah, anyway, of course, yeah. Right? So the blame falls, I think it's quite evenly spread. The defense didn't play great. Yeah. The offense didn't put up goals. And Markstrom well, did not play the way he did all season. Mm-hmm. Right? That didn't mean he was terrible. He just wasn't what he was yeah, he in the regular season. He wasn't the Canada goalie. Exactly. Anyway, uh, let's let's keep the train rolling. Um, obviously, the elimination report, we always give teams grades. So, Tyler, if you wouldn't mind giving the Carolina Hurricanes a grade on their season. This is a tough one because... They had an extremely good regular season and they met all expectations, but their playoffs, they did all right. But every game went to game seven. They couldn't close out games by winning anything on the road. So I'm going to give this team a B. I think, I think there was a ceiling that they were expecting to hit and, and they didn't quite reach it. All right, then uh, Marcus, what do you give the Calgary Flames? Well, like you said, as far as season expectations versus what they did go, I have to give them a B plus at least because, again, like you said, they didn't make any major changes in the offseason. No one at the beginning of the season was saying, yeah, this team's winning the division and going to the second round. You know, it, it was totally plausible they could have mm-hmm. missed the playoffs again. Yeah. Uh, right? But in terms of where they are, the age of their team, where they're going, I think they're, for the most part, headed in the right directions. But I think they learned something valuable, which is you have to make changes to your roster. You can't just sit back and cross your fingers that everyone you already have just gets better, right? (coughs) Toronto! Exactly. You have to add pieces. You have to change things. Yes, it's tough to say goodbye to players that have been good for you. You might need to do it if you want to make this team into a cup contender. And I think it has the core pieces to do that. So as long as they can pull it together, they'll be fine. As far as this season... B plus. Yeah, I, I agree with both of your guys' evaluations of those teams. But like I said, let's keep the train rolling and let's take a dip off the diving board and into a somersault into the inbox. No diving board, just like just off the pool deck, somersault, land in the... I said up to the diving board. Oh, up to the diving board, somersault. Oh, how do you control the landing on that? You don't. Okay, it's just random. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's take a look into our first question in the inbox. How confident are you that the Montreal Canadiens will take Shane Wright first overall? Pretty confident because he's good and Montreal could use some good players. <laughs> Great take, Marcus. Thanks. <laughs> wow. What do you want me to say? I haven't talked to their. I haven't talked to Martin Saint Louis lately. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the plan is. I, I would All think right. they'll it, choose him because he's kind of the favorite to go first mm-hmm. overall. 
That, that's about all I got. Okay. In, inside scoop, he's going first overall, 100%. Who'd you talk to? Don't worry about it. It's classified. Yeah. He's got Alex Burroughs on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah. No, uh, honestly, like, I look at their roster, and I see more holes in the back than I do in the front. And I don't know. Like, I think they've got good young forwards. And obviously, like, a lot of people have the mindset you take the best player available. Yeah. But, like, what is the gap between a player like Wright and a player like Nemec? And I think, you know, obviously Simon Nemec is a phenomenal defenseman. And if he's a phenomenal defenseman at that age, you know, what's what's stopping you from taking him? Because, like, come on, name name their decor that you think is going to be there and be successful for them when this team hits their peak. Like, I just don't see it. Also, defensemen take time to develop. I think they're, they're at a spot in the draft where they can take a franchise defenseman. Why not t- uh, take that chance? I'd, I'd say they should I, take Simon Nemec. I think the only problem with that is I think Montre- the Montreal Canadiens are going to pick a Canadian player. I, I just don't see them going overseas. Yeah, not when the favorite is a Canadian. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they might be the only franchise where that applies, but you know what? Yeah, I think you might be right, which sucks because it kind of handcuffs them, right? Like, can, can you guys at least agree that they definitely have a bigger hole in the back end than uh, up front? They, oh, 100%. Right? They do. But I think that actually plays into something you mentioned, though. You said that defense take longer to develop, right? Mm-hmm. Then why not take Shane Wright and trade him for a defenseman who will be ready the same time as the rest of the team, not a guy they might have to wait on, you know? Because well, Shane Wright can jump into almost any lineup right away and make an impact. He'll be good. Oh, you know? I don't know. I, t- to it, me, it, he doesn't come across as an NHL-ready forward. You don't think so? You think he's going to spend time in the AHL before he, he comes up? He won't. But only because he'll go first overall. But he should. I think should. he's going to be a bust. I, he should develop. He should play in the minors, right? He should go play, um, you know, in, in the NCAA or wherever he wants to play next year. He should not play in the NHL. And but whatever team drafts him is obviously going to put him in the NHL just because he has that first overall pedigree. So what I would do then is draft him. And then you don't have, you're not limited to Simon Nemec, who again, will, will be good. You can... Basically say, we will give you right for this defenseman. And they can pick a defenseman across the league, right? They're not limited to one guy. What do you think he's worth then in terms of like a defenseman? That, that depends on what team they trade to. And it, it depends yeah. on what kind of a package it can If be. you have a pick of the litter in the NHL. And I swear to God, if you say line him, Warinsky. Warinsky. No, but like this is a guy that you could trade for... Warinsky. <laughs> no. Chikrin. Jacob Chikrin. Um, that's decent, but I think that might even be a little bit older. Well, I don't know. It, it de- Again, it depends on the team, right? I would say that could be on par with a Rasmus Dahlin, uh, maybe even um, Heiskanen. Right? Okay. I'm, right. I'm just saying that I, if, I if mean... you draft right... You have options of who to trade him for. If you decide to take Nemec for his position, you have limited yourself to Nemec. You have decided that's it, right? Whereas a forward that you're going to trade, you can choose who to trade to and who to trade for. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I'm saying. The, 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 the point I was going to make, which actually your examples kind of ruined for me, was just <laughs> that if you do trade him for an NHL-ready defenseman, then that means you're a terrible team with an NHL-ready defenseman, 
and when you're drafting first overall, you're kind of setting yourself up for the future. So it just, it, it, to me, it looks more like you would want to take that young defenseman and let him develop into when your team's going to be in their window. Kind of like they did, like the Avs did with Makar, right? right? They drafted him, you know, fourth overall when they were terrible, and then now he's obviously a franchise defenseman. Yeah. Best defenseman in the league. No. Nope. Uh, starting next starting next year. Not even close. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that you know what, we're so short on time this week. I'm so sorry. We cannot do any more questions. Um, but again, if you want to send us your questions and we don't have time to get to them in the podcast, we will answer them on our Instagram story. So uh, send us your questions anytime, any day at Vancouver Boys Podcast. We will answer it right away. Throw it up on our story, and then we'll take the top answers or the top questions and feature them in the next podcast episode. So again, that's at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram to find us there. You know what, though? I think it's about that time. It's time? Uh, well, yeah. It's time for, for Tyler's surprise, surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. Florida man. Florida man. Yeah. Florida man. <laughs> Florida man calls 911 to report he is out of vodka. Emergency! <laughs> <laughs> He's facing a misdemeanor criminal charge after he calls 911 to report a rather questionable emergency. <laughs> I don't know what's questionable about this. You know, yeah, he was robbed, right? Well... He goes on to explain that his neighbors are shouting and fighting. And um, and side note, he's out of vodka. <laughs> and he says, it seems to be what they do best. And so he is just hanging out, listening to this, drinking his vodka. <laughs> and he ran out, so he called the cops. Well, the funny thing is, is the cops showed up and there was no noise disturbances. Nobody was even making any noise. <laughs> yeah, because they saw the cops coming. <laughs> That's kind of fair, actually. Yeah. I, I can tell yeah. you that in my personal residence, I've ducked a few noise complaint calls because you see them coming and you go, <laughs> hey, everyone, shut up for a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <Yeah>. But <laughs> apparently when he showed up, the man was pissed drunk and he had just finished getting in an argument with his girlfriend who refused to go buy him more vodka. So then he asked the police officers if they would drive to the liquor store and bring him more vodka. Well, you know, I mean, what do they want him to do? Drive himself? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he made the responsible exactly. decision. He's being a smart citizen yep. and not choosing to get behind the wheel. Well, smart for a, well, for a, Florida, for a man. Florida man. Exactly. This might be the smartest Florida man I've ever heard of. Yeah, he could have just taken the cop car himself and gone to go get the vodka. <laughs> Which would have made much more sense for a Florida man story. Yep. But he didn't, did he? No. Props to him. He deserves a banner. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's if nothing this else was hanging Nashville in the man, rafters. He probably would. Well, there's nothing else hanging in the rafters in Florida. You might as well put the banner up for that guy. If it was Nashville, man, they would have hung a banner. Yeah. Maybe a statue too of him explaining to the cops that he's out of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Flor <laughs> the Florida arena staff probably doesn't have enough people to put up a banner. Oof. Yeah, that would involve well, people actually showing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to get the team to do it. 
<laughs> they're, Jonathan they're, they're sitting and... out they've got the banner laid out on the ice they're painting it by hand <laughs> <laughs> you got Barkov and Huberto yes. hoisting this thing up it's all their practice jerseys stitched together <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Christ anyway uh, this has been a fun episode boys yes it has been uh, if you want to get a hold of us uh, you can always find us on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and where else are we? TikTok at yeah. Vancouver Boys Podcast. You can also email us at our brand spanking new, shiny and polished email address, Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. And for whatever reason, I've heard there's this uh, Twitter handle, Vancouver Boys. Vancouver Boys underscore. That's right. That's right. Uh, some alias out there who's been. They're not affiliated with us. No. But uh, they do post some pretty interesting content. So check them out. They're on Twitter. Check them out. Yeah, I heard it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I hear it's pretty good. <laughs> but anyway, I think that just about does it for us this week, hey? Yeah, that was a fun one, though. I yeah. enjoyed that. This is an odd episode. It episode was. Episode 60, this was. It was a very odd episode. A, a yes. strange amount of Michael Delzato news. Yes. <laughs> but an but an adequate amount of Eric Goodbranson references. Yes, we only <laughs> talked about him once, I think. All twice now. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Hey, come on, sandwich. Fantastic. All right. Tyler, did you listen to the last episode, by the way? I have not yet, no. Do me a favor. Do you have, like, your phone on you right now? Yep. Pull up the episode. (laughs) Pull up the episode and skip to, like, the last, the final 30 seconds of the episode. That's the beginning, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait. See, like nobody's gonna know why it's called that unless they listen. I should have kept more of that clip in because there was more. We're like, oh, sorry about the blues. I got, but then it's him. Like there was too much going on, so I cut it out. But it, oh, that was funny. When I played that at the end and I was just listening to the conversation, I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you sent me that. That's great. Uh, oh, that's good. good. I, I just love in the middle, too. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, perfect. <laughs>